Hi, I'm your host, Aaron, and welcome to the First Generations Podcast, the show where we dive into the personal experience and knowledge of individuals that paved their path to success on their own terms. From entrepreneurs, professionals, and beyond, we will learn what it takes to walk through their journey and what it means to be first generation. Coming up in this episode... When I opened up that credit card and I put myself into debt and I moved out here without a job, I didn't come out here going, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I can't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't open up this credit card. I don't have money. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't spend. No, I didn't do that. I had abundance mindset. I was like, I know I'm going to figure it out. I know there's plenty of opportunity for me out there. I know I'm fucking hella good at what I do. I know I'm going to have no problem getting hired at X, Y, and Z. And I may not get paid the top rate right away, but I know I ain't going to not get out of this by the end of the year because I trust myself. And I know that I'm capable. And I know that I'm smart. And I know that I'm talented. And I know that any employer is going to be extremely excited to have me on their roster. So I, so that's where the abundance mindset comes in. Welcome back to another episode of the First Generations Podcast. Today, we have a special guest that is coming back for the second time. She made her first appearance in episode 47, Mending Inner Wounds Through Inner Guidance and Self-Love. I'm excited to have her back on the platform to share more of her knowledge, especially on a topic that I have been struggling with and am continuously been trying to work on even to this very day. Now, again, some people call her a life coach, some a healer, and some a wellness coach. Many know her as a personal trainer and yoga therapist. Whatever we call or label her, her job is to help individuals live their best life. Not only is she amazing at what she does, I believe she is the best in her field. Her clients come to her to get fit and get solid advice with no fluff or bullshit. With her extensive amount of experience in this field, she helps ambitious people rewire self-sabotaging narratives that are holding them back from what they want. She helps individuals break free of the bullshit stories they are telling themselves and find peace. After I had her come on the show in episode 47, I wanted to find out more about her work and her community. I joined one of her 30-day challenges that she had offered for the general public to get a taste of her magic. Needless to say, I'm now currently part of her program and am honored to call her a mentor and my coach. I'm honored to present you our returning guest for today, Lillian So. Hi, Lillian. How are you doing? Hi, Aaron. Oh, that was the most generous introduction ever. My heart. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate you. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate you as well. Thank you for coming on again. So how's your day going so far? My day is actually going great because it's Friday. I woke up, you know, nice and early and actually hired some folks to come and clean the house so that I could enjoy, you know, just kind of having a clean house because, you know, we, we recently hosted office day and all that stuff. So yeah, I had a nice long meditation, sat in front of my red light, dropped off something at the cleaners, wrote some copy. It's a good day. Nice. <laughs> Ate breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm super excited for a recording today. And especially like, I believe after our last recording, you had transitioned into a mansion that has an amazing view over the San Francisco coast. So how has the mansion life been for you? Well, I mean, it's it's very surreal and it's amazing. I mean, I think the, the biggest reason why I wanted to make this move for myself was because I, at a certain point at my last place, I was, I was at my last place for 13 years. Oh, wow. And... It was perfectly fine. However, you know, ever since COVID, so much of my lifestyle my, and the way that I do my work changed. And I felt like I just needed 
more space. I, I needed more vision. I was literally stuck in my little corner facing my wall with a bunch of my sticky notes and sits and affirmations and my moon calendar like nonstop every day for like you know almost like two years and I really started to feel like the walls were closing in on me and I was really having a hard time feeling expansive feeling vision like what's my next thing you know because I'm always my mind is always like thinking two steps ahead not in like a I'm not present kind of way but in just like you know I have a, I have a lot of vision and I have a lot of ideas and I felt like that was starting to feel stifled and so I was like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna go and take a giant leap and throw myself into a big old space more than I need with crazy views so that I can see endlessly past the coast unless it's a foggy day like it is today and i just know that that is going to set me up okay for the next like wave of inspiration vision abundance whatever that is and so that was why i made that move and it's just been great like i feel my nervous system coming down i feel myself just feeling more present i actually it's funny because on one hand, I moved into the mansion thinking like, okay, this is going to help with my vision for what's next. But in many ways, it's actually made me more present and calm and peaceful uh, than I have in a really, really long time. So, which is great, you know, because I know that that is going to have its own ripple effect and magical results that will come from that as well. So it's good. I'm, I'm like surrendering i'm surrendering to the peace <laughs> wow that's awesome and for this episode like you, you just mentioned earlier like how, you know that intuition you just know and you mentioned abundance for this episode i really wanted to touch upon the topic of abundance and manifesting it as this is something i'm currently working on to this day and if time permits we may even go into like different types of abundance but i believe both topics are or abundance in general is a topic that are things that are that many individuals tend to struggle with, whether if it's financial relationships, especially when with individuals that have been brought up with like a survival or scarcity mindset. Now, totally. when we talk about the term abundance, like that term itself, what is it and what does it mean to you? So I can literally define that. It's really simple. Abundance literally means more than enough, overflowing. So Scarcity is the opposite of that, right? Because scarcity always focuses on the fear of not having enough, or you think you don't have enough, whether it's money, relationships, opportunities, enough of your own self, etc. Whereas abundance is the literal opposite of that and more. It's abundance. It's abundant. It's not, not only is it enough, but it's more than enough. And that is the way that I always teach it. Whenever I teach Abundance 101, first things first, what even is abundance? What does that even mean? It means that is more than enough, more than you actually need, which to me is the ultimate like state that we all want. Because if we have more than what we need, if we have more than enough, then now we can be generous and now we can give to others and it can go far beyond ourselves. But when we're scarce, it actually doesn't help anyone. When we're constantly in a, in a state of brokenness and broke mentality and a place of fear of spending money and fear of not having enough, you're only thinking about yourself and, and you barely even like help yourself that much because you're always in scarcity. Whereas when you're living in abundance and when you are abundant, now it goes far beyond you. You're able to spill over into others, your family, your loved ones, your friends, your community, 
and so forth. And so, yeah, abundance is key. Like, that's what we should all want. We should all want more than enough. So when you hear the term abundance, like what, what do you picture in your mind then? Like, for example, me, when I hear abundance, I, I see like a waterfall full of dollar bills, Benjamins, like flowing down. <laughs> but like, <laughs> what is that picture like for you? I love it. I have two visuals that I see when I think of abundance. One, I think of bursting at the seams, right? Oh. So it's just like, it's like filling, filling, filling. And it's just like, it can't even contain it anymore. It's bursting, leaking, like the seams are literally starting to tear and rip apart and i think of that oftentimes with the way that my heart feels whenever we have like a really beautiful magical community moment or you know when we're feeling a lot of like explosion of love and you know winds inside of our community you know you've been there for those moments oh, uh, yeah. when some when someone is sharing like a win or someone is sharing like a healing moment and i just feel the abundance of love and magic my heart feels like it's just bursting at the seams it's just like oh god it's exploding it's like it's so full of love and joy and happiness and gratitude that i can't take it anymore it's gonna explode and so that's one visual and then the other visual for me is uh you know kind of like a clown car you know and like it, things just keep coming out of it and it's just like what the hell okay. it's just like how many people are in that car but i think of it more of like like a cup Okay. Like this giant goblet that just keeps on like, it just keeps on spilling out and spilling out and spilling out and spilling out. And it's like, oh my gosh. And it's just like spilling out of like shit that you didn't even know you needed. It's like money and puppies and, you know, like uh, love and, you know, glitter and, and fish. And I don't even know. It's just like all kinds of shit. It's like, what the hell? Like, I don't even need this. Like, but okay, I guess it's just going to keep going. It just won't stop. It's just spilling over. And I don't know how to like contain this. And uh, wh where is this all coming from? Like, where literally, like, what is this coming from? So those are the two biggest visuals. But I also, while I was saying that, I also remembered another thing that I always talk about and that we actually haven't talked about in a little while is the faucet. Oh, one of the things that I've said many times is that when you work with me, I teach you how to turn on the faucet and that that faucet is available to any single one of us. You just need to learn how to turn it on. And once you turn it on, you can keep it on and you can keep going nonstop. You can learn how to turn it on. You can learn how to turn it off. You can learn how to turn it on whenever you want. And so it's not two, it's actually three visuals bursting at the seams, overflowing cup, of shit that just came coming out that you didn't even know you needed. And then a faucet that you can yourself turn on and off whenever you want. Yeah. I actually <laughs> love how you brought up the faucet because at least like for myself and in my, in my family, a lot of times the faucet is used as a reference, especially the closing of the faucet to as a reference in a very negative connotation in a sense where, you know, it, let's say if, uh, if a child is being, a little bit spoiled or, you know, they're not grateful, then it's time to turn off the faucet and cut off ah. everything, right? Cut off the love, cut off all the attention. Right. So I, I really love that reference and it really hits. Yeah. 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 It's not about turning it off as a punishment, but it's about turning it on from a place of power, uh, from a place of your own 
empowerment, from mm -hmm. a place of gratitude, from a place of like you intentionally turning it on because you know exactly like what you need it for and where it's going and what you're trying to fill up and then turning it off, you know, when you know that, you know, you, you have enough and it's time to, you know, work on other things too before it gets flooded and, and you end up, you know, sitting in a bunch of stuff you don't need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Overdoing it, right? Doing, doing, too, doing too much. Because there is such a thing as like overindulgence, right? There is this, there is such a thing of like, as like overspending, overindulgence, overeating, you know, just being, you know, frivolous and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you are really, really abundant, there is so much more than you need. And, and there's more that where that came from. And, you know, you have enough for yourself and you always and you have enough for others as well. And you also know when it's like, okay, you know, it's like, like, now I also know when I'm overdoing it and overextending, you know, and like, it's like, we know we know how to like maintain good boundaries on it. So it's a it's a very healthy relationship with abundance. It's not just about, you know, excess, but it's about like having more than enough and knowing exactly what to do with it from a place of grace, gratitude, self empowerment, consciousness, intention, and so forth. So yeah, as you can see, I could talk about abundance all day long. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's a great topic. Something you mentioned, though, is like, how do you set that apart, though? Like, for example, overspending, how do you set it apart? How do you identify? Because I know you also mentioned, mentioned boundaries, but let's say I think a common misconception in our day and age is when it comes to abundance is overspending, but like having no responsibility or something mm. for not having the resources to or not having the ability to yeah. compensate that look so how do you yeah. how do you set that apart this is a great question because i get asked this a lot right like it's like oh am i just being you know am i just being scarcity like where do i draw the line between being like abundant and actually like living beyond my means for example mm. is a question that comes up right and it's all nuance and it all depends on the situation, of course, right? It's there is no one linear way to answer that uh, with every situation, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different. But, you know, I think first things first, it all comes down to intention. Firstly, because, for example, there have been many times where I have, and I say this in air quotes, put myself in debt, right? And I spent more than I had, but my primary intention was to invest. So for example, one of the earliest memories I have of that is when I first moved out to San Francisco. When I first moved out to San Francisco, I didn't have that much money in the bank. And I came out here and I didn't have a job. And but I just knew that I had to take the leap. And so I opened up a credit card to spend money that I don't have. <laughs> right? <laughs> I opened up a credit card and I told myself and I set the intention and I gave myself, you know, a, a boundary, a deadline, a guideline, etc. I made a decision. I was very clear. I was very intentional. And I told myself, I was like, okay, Lil, we're going to open up this credit card and you're going to use this credit card and you can max it out. You can do whatever you need to do. You can spend on this as long as you make sure that you get in and out of this in a, in a year because I opened up a zero APR card for a year. So it's like one of those cards where like, you don't, you don't have to pay interest for the first year, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So it's very strategic. So it's very intentional. So I'm like, okay, I can rack up money. I can rack up credit. I can spend money that I don't have, but it's okay. At least I'm not going to have interest on this. And you know, that first year I'll probably rack up, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, it was 
was over $10,000 in that, you know, first year or so. But of course, I wasn't going to be jobless for a year, right? I came out here and I found a place. I got a job. I started piecing everything together, you know, bouncing around from club to club, you know, picking up clients, working all kinds of hours to get myself off the ground. And once I got to a place where I was now starting to actually like be able to pay my basic bills and, and it's like, it was like, it took one step at a time. And then eventually by the time I got to the end of the year, I was able to keep up with those payments as well. And by the time that year was over, I got, I cleared all that debt as well. So that was very intentional for me, right? It was like, I, and that was me spending out of my means from a place of abundance mindset. And that is what I teach us to do. And that is what I want my clients to do. It's like, yes, I get it. Maybe you may not feel like you have that right now, but go in knowing exactly what you're doing, why you're spending this money, where is it for, where is it taking you? And, and you know that there's more where that came from. So for example, when I opened up that credit card and I put myself into debt and I moved out here without a job, I didn't come out here going, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I can't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't open up this credit card. I don't have money. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't spend da, da, da. No, I didn't do that. I had abundance mindset. I was like, I know I'm going to figure it out. I know there's plenty of opportunity for me out there. I know I'm fucking hella good at what I do. I know I'm going to have no problem getting hired at X, Y, and Z. And I may not get paid the top rate right away, but I know I ain't going to not get out of this by the end of the year because I trust myself and I know that I'm capable and I know that I'm smart and I know that I'm talented and I know that any employer is going to be extremely excited to have me on their roster. So I, so that's where the abundance mindset comes in. So the mindset now then pairs with the risk that you take, and then we're able to get to the other side. But a lot of times people don't have the mindset and then they don't want to take the risk. So they don't take the risk and then they never come over and overcome the mindset and then they're just stuck. Hmm. So that was, that's, I hope that example, one, that's one example that may answer that question. Is that helpful? <laughs> I found that super helpful. And in fact, it's from what it sounds like, it's like you're defaulting to your truths, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of times the scarcity mindset comes in and, you know, we're, we start overthinking and I'm definitely guilty of this. I'm like, you know, and sometimes we give ourselves hard deadlines to the point yeah. where, oh, I don't want to be in debt or like, mm -hmm. I, I want to pay off my debt in three months, which is, it's almost, I don't want to say impossible, but it's, it's not very fair for yourself. It's like you're totally. giving yourself, it's like you're hanging a noose for yourself to hang on or like, you know, yeah. setting one up. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta give yourself some grace and, and, and what you're bringing up right now, Aaron is to kind of what your point to piggyback off of what you're saying, abundance mindset and self-love and self-trust, they go together, right? So a lot of people, the, a lot of the reasons why they have the scarcity is because they don't trust themselves. They don't believe in themselves. So they often go together, right? Because for me, my abundance mindset comes with me trusting myself and loving myself and knowing that I am capable, that I'm talented, that I'm valuable, that I have something to offer the world, that I will be compensated for it in return. Even if it's not right now, I will get that later and I know it and I trust myself to get there. That's one. The second part is the grace and compassion, which you just mentioned about like, you know, these arbitrary timelines we put on ourselves and so forth. So let's say I did not get myself out of debt that first year. I'm still not going to beat myself up and then let that be evidence for me to never do that again and never take a risk again. Instead, I'm going to say, okay, now I know maybe 
I've never done this before. I've never packed up my bags, moved across the country with a job on credit to a brand new city that I've never lived in before. I've never done it before. So maybe giving myself one year actually wasn't realistic, but I didn't know what I didn't know at that time. So maybe I need to just cut myself some slack. And I need to give myself a few more months. Maybe I need to give myself another year. And maybe I need to just be okay if I'm going to pay interest on that credit card once that year of zero APR goes away. And still, I trust myself. I know there's more where that came from. And even if I don't do it in a year, I can do it in two or I can do it in three. And I know that I'm still going to be okay. But a lot of us aren't willing to get to that point, to, to reach that point of self-trust, to reach that point of compassion that it takes to really step into abundance mindset. We need that grace and compassion to go with it as well, because we get so, we get so finite, you know? Yeah. I love that. And to this day, do you find that the scarcity mindset at times, like still creeps up in your mind? You know, it's like the boyfriend that comes back or that ex that comes back. And like, do you, do you find that happening to you? 100%. Absolutely. I mean, at every stage in my life, no matter yeah. how much more money I make, that scarcity is there. And it's, and I think it's very human, right? Because mm-hmm. it's very, very human to be afraid, period. There is not a single person on earth, no matter how successful you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter whatever you are, there's not a single person on earth that does not experience fear. <laughs> Shit, I mean, that's how you know you're alive. That's how you know you're human and, and not an aqua robot, as I was saying in a pee call yesterday, right? That's how you know you're not a robot. And so at every moment, you know, no matter how much you grow, no matter how much success you have, there's new challenges, there's new fears, right? And there's new expenses, there's new risks that come up, right? When I was in my 20s, getting unexpected parking tickets was like, no, like that would kick up my scarcity. And now, you know, I get a parking ticket. I'm like, God damn it. Like that stings. My butt clenches a little bit. And then I kind of like let it go and I move on. And then I'm like, all right, you know, like I got to be more mindful next time. I was clearly in a hurry. I can take radical responsibility and be like, okay, I was clearly running late. I clearly didn't read the signs. I clearly should have left a little bit earlier. Maybe I should have just spent the $5 and parked in the, in the garage instead. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead I was, you know, being in a hurry. I was being cheap and I wanted to park on the street and I didn't even see that street cleaning sign. Right. Mm. Which is like a thing in San Francisco. And, you know, but today, right, but then today, I may make a huge five figure investment on my business, right, pay for a service, hire an agency, because I'm, you know, continuing to grow. And then I get hit with an unexpected $5,000 dental bill, which is literally what happened this month. Literally, right? I (laughs) literally, I recently just invested like 20 grand on my business, you know, hiring various different consultants, agencies, putting in systems. And then, you know, and then, and then my flight got canceled. So then I had to like rebook another ticket to get home from New York. And then on top of that, I get back home and go to the dentist. And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you got to do X, Y, and Z work. And you know, literally a $5,000. And I'm like, holy shit. And so of course, in that moment, I'm like, who, right? Like, it's, it's all just relative. So of course, like in that moment, I'm like, ooh, and then I, I feel a little bit of that scarcity. And then I, in that moment, I'm like, oh, should I put it off? Should I get a second opinion? I literally even did that. I even called my insurance agent and I was like, hey, Bob, do you think I should get dental insurance? And he was like, wait, what? He was like, what are you talking about? He like, I got on the phone with him and he had to like help me do all the math. He's like, I mean, he's like, you can get insurance. And he did all the math. He's like, you can get in, you can get insurance and you can pay 70 bucks a month and do this. And over time you'll be paying $700 a year and then it'll be 1400. He's like, or you can just take the hit 
and just know that that's just kind of how it's gonna go. Like you know, every couple few years, you drop a couple racks on your teeth. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I am twice your age. He's like, I still don't have dental insurance. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, thanks for that perspective. And、mm. as soon as I got off that phone call, I hung up. You know, got out of my little scarcity moment. Right here, I was ready to sign up for dental insurance because I wanted to save on my five thousand dollar tax bill. I mean, my five. I wish my tax bill was five thousand. Anyway, on my five thousand dollar dental bill, right? And、um, you know, but but that was my moment of scarcity. That was me also trying to nickel and dime, trying to find a way to save money. Da 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 da. So yeah, one hundred percent. I mean. It it all it always shows up. It never goes away, and that is why we got to do the work, and that is why we have to constantly train our mindset, and that is why we have to constantly know that there's more where that came from, and trust ourselves, and know that it's gonna be fine. It's just money、it、comes and goes. It's not a big deal. So many of us put money on a pedestal. Money and and it is money is on the pedestal. Look at our society, right? Money makes the world go round. Look at Instagram. Everything is about like you know money, 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 money. It's so on a pedestal. So of course this is how we act as soon as we think money is going to leave us. Ugh, it's terrible.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I like is uh, just basically you just debunk that misnomer that abundance. Once you have the abundance mindset, you're set. Right, I, but、yeah. in fact, it sounds like this is something like you said. We have to continuously work on it. It doesn't mean scarcity is not gonna try to knock on your front、yeah. door and be like, "Hey, like, I'm sorry, I fucked up." Yeah, <laughs>、right? it's like you gotta continuously build that tolerance or resistance, right? So yeah, exactly. It's it's like it really is like a muscle, right?、Yeah. Once you get those biceps, once you get that six pack, you don't stop working out. You stop working out, and it'll go away. It's like that with anything.、Right? It's like that with any aspect of self development, growth, fitness, wellness, health, anything that you're trying to improve. Right?、Yeah. Improvement is like, especially when it comes to the self and, and our mindset and so forth. It is a constant work in progress. And so, even for me, I never stray away from my basics. I do the most basic. "Quote unquote basic shit every day, right? Gratitude journaling every day. I'm grateful for the most basic things every day because I know that as soon as I slip off, it's like speaking of dental bills, right? It's like as soon as you, you know, start slacking off on your flossing and this and that, all of a sudden, dentist is like, 'Ooh, I can tell you've been slacking off. That's gonna be a, you know, like a seven hundred dollar deep cleaning job now. You know, it's like that's what happens. So." <laughs> You know, you really have to stay on top of it because, at any at any moment, you know, scarcity, especially because this is your mindset, right? Your programming runs so deep, especially with scarcity mindset. You know, it only literally gets worse the less you tend to it, right? It's like you have to stay on top of it because once you hit scarcity mindset, then it spirals. It sucks. It sucks you in fast, and so you have to constantly stay on top of it. And if you want to keep growing. If you want to keep on making more money, if you want to keep on being abundant, if you want to go from a five-figure salary to a six-figure salary to a multi-six-figure salary to a seven-figure salary, and so forth, then you have to keep up with that. You have to keep staying on top of your abundance mindset and so forth, right? Because otherwise, you will you will stall out with wherever you're at. So you know, when you get to five, you got to believe that six is possible. When you get to six, you got to believe. That multi six is possible. When you get to multi six, you got to believe that seven is possible. You just got to keep going. But if you're only making fifty thousand dollars a year right now, yeah, making a billion dollars seems impossible. Don't do that, <laughs>、yeah. right? Like, 
you know, aim for the next thing that you know is going to feel like more than enough for you right now. And I think that will set you up for a better success for sure. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Lillian. And one thing that comes to my mind for sure, definitely when it comes to abundance, and we've kind of touched about this a little bit earlier, is financial abundance, especially when it comes to trying to reprogram and for me, rewire my mindset. It seems like you said, like debt's been incurred. You're like, oh gosh, whatever. Uh-oh, it's like almost the end of the world. And, and then I pay it off. Right. And then it's like, oh, nice. I could start at a fresh, clean slate and start building that up again. And then it's like debt comes in again and you're just like, mm -hmm. fuck, or I'm like, fuck. So yeah, to this, it seems like it's an infinite cycle. It took me a really long, like a long time. And I know like definitely with your coaching and mentoring, I'm, I'm going through it and I do see progress, but it, it's also due to, you know, how societal norms, they say like debt, debt is bad. There's good debt right. and bad debt, but how do you classify what's good debt or how do you classify a bad debt, right? Or blah, blah, right. blah. And right. I think one thing that's not commonly talking talked about is we talk about investments with stocks, bonds, like all that kind of stuff, but we never really, it is very seldomly talked about where we invest in ourselves. Right. And right. I just want to know, what are your thoughts on that? Because we talk about ROI, like you and I had a chat about ROI, like even me being a financial guy, I look at financial statements, I analyze a lot of companies and, you know, I'm really True. into it, but I've never, you know, when you told me about this, it was like a smack to my face, not like you intentionally did it, but it's like more so me, like, you know, <laughs> face palming myself. I'm like, how come I've never looked at it this way, where if you're spending money on investing yourself, I've never looked at, you know, the outcomes as an ROI. Like, what are right. your thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, obviously I have so much to say about that. I want to first start by saying, and, and part of this is because I've been an entrepreneur, like, you know, pretty much my whole life, uh, my whole career. It does feel like my whole life actually, but uh, I digress that for another day. <laughs> I just want to start by saying that there is no right or wrong way to do it. I've noticed recently that I've been getting served a lot of financial guru youngins on the internet lately. Like, you know, like I'm your like rich BFF or like I'm financial Steve or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I've been noticing that I've been getting hit with a lot of like financial videos. And at the end of the day, yes, there are certain things that are smart and there are certain things that are, you know, like you don't want to be a dummy about, right? Like there are certain things that are like, yes, like, you know, this is, this is something that we should all be practicing, but there are, there's really no right or wrong way to invest, to to manage your money, right? As long as you feel that it is helping you grow and that you are staying in alignment with your core desired feelings, mm. right? So for example, for me, what is the point of me throwing all of my money into my 401k if my core desired feeling is to, uh, my core desired feeling is fun or free? Uh, well, if all of my money goes into my 401k, then I have no money for me to have fun. Yeah, I have yeah. no money for me to feel free because I have to wait until I'm 70 to enjoy it, right? And I want to spend that money and have fun and feel free when I'm still at my prime, right? So I, I tangented a little bit. Let me, let me go back to this. So I want to just normalize and say, I personally did not put a single dollar into investments or my 401k until I was in my mid thirties. Okay. Instead, I spent all of my money on myself. And let me elaborate on that. Instead of putting money into my 401k in my 20s, I put money into growing myself. Mm. I invested that money into therapy. Yeah. Programs. 
education, like self-education. I'm not, I'm talking beyond college. I'm talking about like growth education, mindset education, healing education. I put money into mm, traveling to different countries so that I can go study, you know, psychology and healing modalities and things like that. Why? For two reasons. One, because the more I spend on those things, I'm developing more and more of my skill sets and my knowledge and my expertise, which, you know, makes me more, you know, valuable if you were to hire me or whatever, right? Yeah. But two, I also knew that when I am a better version of myself, when I am happier, when I am at more peace, when I am more confident, when I love myself, when I know my worth, the way that the universe brings abundance back to me will twofold, triplefold, tenfold. And so in many ways, instead of investing into my retirement, I invested into my peak years. So I invested now so that I can make more in my peak years, so mm -hmm. to speak. Okay. So let, let me try to break that down a little bit more again. So I knew that if I spend all of my money, all of my extra money in my twenties, which I did, I knew that if I spent all of my extra money on my twenties, becoming a happy, healthy, healed version of myself, I knew, I just knew in my heart, I just knew it. I don't know how to explain it. This is my wisdom. This is my intuition. I just knew that I would quote unquote, make up for that loss. It's not a loss, right? But some people may see it that way. I knew that I would make up for that in my 30s and my 40s and my 50s. And it would compound. And then at that point, I don't have to wait for my 401k to compound while I'm grinding away, living under my means, mediocre, mediocrely, right? And then finally, I can enjoy it at 65 and 70. Instead, I wanted to invest in myself in my 20s, make myself more valuable so that when I'm in my 30s and 40s, I make more and more and more in my 30s and 40s. And then at that point, I can live comfortably now in my 30s, 40s, and 50s and still invest into my 401k and my future retirement. So what I did was I, and I don't see it as this at all, but again, maybe some people might see it this way. I sacrificed, I didn't, but I sacrificed saving on my saving into my retirement in my 20s so that I could build up myself because I, you, we, ourselves, we are the most reliable investment. It's not a stock option. It's not a company, right? A lot of those things, yeah, like you can, you can get there making smart decisions, getting lucky, you know, knowing who you know, blah, 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 network, blah, 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 blah. But for me, I'm like, that's cool and all. And, and, and I'm happy for folks who have, who have hit it big in that way. But for me, I bet on me. I bet on myself because I know, I know that I can always get myself to wherever I need to go. Like, so it is like, I, I, I know that it's, to me, it's a lower risk to bet on myself than to bet on a company, than to bet on a job, than to bet on a stock option. I know, I know it in my heart that like, I am the best bet. I, I like, it's like, it's like, you know, you, you, I don't really gamble, but like, you know, whatever you go to like a, you know, a table and it's like, you know what? Like, I don't know, you pick a fucking number or something. It's like, I'm going to bet on this one. Like, it's like, I know that, like, I, I know that I'll always win. Like, I just know that, but that that's a mindset thing, right? Like you got to have that belief. You have to have that trust in yourself. And 
because for those of us, when, when, we, when we don't have that trust and when we don't have that belief in ourselves, that's when we now don't take those risks. We don't invest. And instead, we're like, we go for that safe thing. Well, well you know, we know that the 401k will work. Yeah. Or so, yeah. or so they say, right? And so I know I kind of like went all over the place with that, but I just so believe that you are the most reliable investment, but you also have to believe that. And as long as you believe that, you will always, always come out on top. And, you know, like for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I, I know that when I rely on myself, my earning potential is limitless. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I rely on a stock market, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to my 401k. Right. But I will, I, but I believe in myself. Now that doesn't mean that I don't invest. I mean, I do put money in my 401k. I max out my 401k every year now, literally since like maybe 35 years old or something like that. I mean, since I started, I maxed out my 401k now, but it's because I feel like I am at a place where I can max out my 401k and live the way that I want to now. And I have no doubt in my mind that I am only compounding myself now, not just in my 401k, I know that, you know, you're an accountant, you get a compounding, right? Like, I know that I am compounding myself now. So once again, whatever I didn't save in my 20s, that's all going to be made up for in my 30s and 40s, because I invested in myself, which is a more reliable investment. I hope that's all making sense. It makes hella sense in my head. (laughs) Oh, it, it totally makes sense. And I love how when you said I bet on myself, I think that is a very powerful statement. Because if you look at it at the end of the day, like, again, for let's say if you're somebody that really values certainty, or dislikes mm-hmm. uncertainty, you know yourself or you yeah. hope, hopefully if you do the work, you know yourself, right? So exactly. I, I just think it's so powerful. And I think this whole explanation inside itself really does give very good scope, at least in my opinion, it, it just, it's a very, very awesome explanation of looking into investing in yourself and like start with yourself first, first lay down your own foundations and let it flourish. You know, it's funny because like, People will say like, oh, invest in, you know, your 401k or, or, or like, you know, save for retirement, save for retirement, which is like later on, right? It's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like you get that gratification later. But I see it the same way as investing in yourself now too. Because like I said, in my 20s, I didn't put money into my retirement per se. Yeah. I put yeah. money into myself. But now, 10 years later, I am seeing the fruits of that labor. I would much rather see the fruits of my labor investing in myself in my 20s and see those fruits of my labors in in my 30s and 40s than to just slog away my whole life and then finally feel the fruits of that labor at 65 and 70. That's that's (laughs) Lillian math. Like, that's how I think. That's Lillian math, right? So for me, I'm like, I invest in myself now and that will only compel me later. I mean, this is exactly why when I think about our clients, they invest in themselves now. So they know their worth now, they become better communicators, they become more confident, they set better boundaries, they have leadership presence, right? Because they're literally learning how to value themselves and trust themselves. Mm-hmm. And remember, valuing yourself, learning how to value yourself, love yourself and trust yourself, th- that and abundance mindset, they go hand in hand, they're almost one in the same. So, so of course, it would only make sense that once my clients start working on that aspect by investing in themselves, by by putting money into learning how to trust themselves, by putting money, because that's what you're doing. You're putting money into learning how to trust yourself. You're putting money into learning how to value yourself. You're 
putting money into learning how to take care of yourself, knowing yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So once you put money into that and you become more confident, you become more self-trusting, you become more self-loving, you become more worthy within yourself, then your employers see it. People want to give you opportunities. People trust you more. People want to pay you more. People want to give you bonuses. People want to give you promotions. And that's exactly what happens to our clients, which is why you hear these crazy, absurd things like, oh my gosh, a year after I started working with Lillian, I make $50,000 more a year now. In the last two years, I make $84,000 more. Now, holy shit, I just got a $25,000 raise. This has never happened to me before. My company doesn't normally do this. Exactly. Your company doesn't normally do this, but they also never seen a dime like you before because you're getting trained by Lillian. So you got that diamond mind, right? Like you got, you got like, you got that like next level confidence. You got that next level like self-worth and self-love that most people don't have because most people don't make that kind of investment. So you do become that unicorn in your company and then they treat you like a unicorn. Yeah. And they give you that raise and they give you that promotion that they normally don't do because you are a unicorn, but unicorns invest in themselves. Most people don't. The average person doesn't. Mm -hmm. The average person invests in all that, that we are told to do since we're young. Invest 401k, da, 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 da. No one tells you to invest in yourself. And that's why our clients are unicorns. They are the, the 0.0001% that like understands that deeply. And that is why I'm so confident that our clients are the future leaders, that our clients, our community, like we're the ones that are, we're the game changers. Like I already know that, like we may not see that right now, but it's happening. It's totally happening. And that has always been my primary intention as well. When I started this business, when I started building this community, that was part of my primary intention that I wanted to be the one to raise up the next generation of leaders, celebrities, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? The, the people that are doing big things. And oh, yeah, that's, that's a lot, but yeah. <laughs> I love how you mentioned the next generation. Cause another, another way I look at it is, Hey, if you're investing in yourself and maybe you're healing yourself or just, you know, you can pass that knowledge down. You can pass these values down. And for me, like I look at it as I'm trying to build an empire for not just for myself, mm -hmm. but for my other ge generations of little Aaron Tams hey. or like whoever my future yeah. selves. I want to build right. that and let that spread and flourish kind of like a plant. So right. like it goes beyond, I, I personally look at it as it goes beyond just investing in myself. It goes, it's like investing in my future of the next generations and above and, ab and beyond, right? Exactly. And that's what I, that's what I meant earlier, right at the beginning, when we said, what is abundance? It means yeah. that you have more than enough that you can finally start to extend it beyond you. Yeah. It doesn't serve any, it doesn't serve, it doesn't help anyone for you to be broke, but it serves the greater good when you are rich and abundant, as long as you're not a selfish dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, this conversation has been revolved around a lot of finances, right? Uh, finances mm -hmm. in general. But what about an abundance in love, especially when it comes to relationships? Because as I was mentioning earlier, I find that it is getting more common and common, especially with maybe like Tinder and these dating apps and all that stuff. Like it's easy to come out of a relationship and just move on to the next one really fast. And, you know, I have friends that feel like, hey, they, they, tell, they literally tell themselves like, if I don't get, if I don't lock somebody in now, I'm going to be 40 in the next 10 years or, you know, and I won't be able to find someone that I can start a family with or blah, blah, blah. Right. Because that's also scarcity in a sense. Is that not? Absolutely. Of course. It's scarcity and it's also attachment. Mm. It's scarcity. It's two things, actually. 
one, the obvious part is scarcity. Like you don't believe that, you know, you think you're running out of time, you got to get it there, there you know, you got to lock it down now or else, you know, you're going to be an old maid and no one's going to want you and blah, 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 blah. And there, there aren't enough fish in the sea, blah, blah, blah. So there's the scarcity part. But that scarcity also is compounded by attachment because we're also attached to outcomes. We're also attached to how my life is supposed to look. I need my life to look like this. I need to make sure that I have a certain kind of life, you know, like a, a family, a, a child by a certain age, by, you know, by a certain this, by a certain that. And, you know, I got to have kids. And but but we're not really asking ourselves, like, is that actually what I really, really want? I mean, why am I so attached to this outcome? Like, for example, and, and I was somebody that was like this, too, where I was like, Oh my God, like, do I need to have kids? Do I need to figure this out? Like my clock is ticking, da, da, da. And I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm just attached to this idea that somehow I need to, you know, that like, if I'm going to have kids that it's going to have to happen by before I'm 40, because like, whatever, you know, the, the eggs drying up thing, that's real. Right. But if I really, 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 really want to have children, there are so many ways to do it. You can freeze your eggs. You can adopt <laughs> shit. I mean, like. If I'm like about to fucking ball out, like, and I really want a surrogate, like I could do that too. I mean, I don't know. Like there's just so many ways to go about it, but we get so attached to certain timelines, outcomes, a way a, a certain thing is going to have to be the way that we think a good life or, or the way that we think like winning in life is supposed to look. And then with that attachment, that attachment is what makes that scarcity flare up even more. And then next thing you know, you're just out there like taking what you can get, going into one trauma bond to another, like ending up in relationships that don't even serve you because you're so attached to this idea of being married by a certain time or having children by a certain time or having a certain kind of thing. And it's like, but why do you even want that in the first place? Is that actually in alignment with what you really want? What is like your actual real core desired feelings? Like we're not doing that deeper soul searching and instead we're just attached to outcomes, which leads us to scarcity. Yeah. So, so is it fair to say that as you did the work, that's how you've overcome that attachment aspect as well? Yeah, because I continue to expand my mind and my perspective and mm -hmm. what's possible, right? So we talk about this all the time in our community, right? Like so much of doing the work is upgrading your OS. It's upgrading your mindset. It's upgrading the way you think. It's upgrading your perspective. And to me, all that is just expansion. You're widening it. You're making more space. You're making it bigger, broader, wider. And the more perspective you have, the more you expand your mind, the more you raise your consciousness, the more you up-level your mindset, the less and less you get tied down to certain outcomes, the less and less you're like attached to a way things are, are supposed to be, you become more and more, as cliche as this sounds, open-minded. And so the more open-minded you are, the more you realize that the possibilities are endless. There are more ways than just one way to yeah. be happy, successful. There are more ways than just one way to, uh, to live a good life, right? Like a lot of, you know, a, even my generation, a lot of us have been raised under like, you know, there's, there's one path. You go oh, yeah. to good school, you graduate, you get the job, you get married, you have the kids, you buy the house, da, 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 and, go around, and then you go on vacation twice a year. And that, yo, that's fine, right? Like, I, I'm not knocking that whatsoever. Like, if that's what you want, like, of course, like, go for it. However, there's a difference between like, 
that happening for you, that being a natural progression, something that you naturally call in, you feel connected to, it should be easy, it should be part of like what is meant for you. But if you are willing it and you're like, you're like spinning your wheels, it's like maybe it's time for you to kind of upgrade your perspective and see that there's so many other possibilities that you don't even know are actually meant for you. So like, for example, as soon as I let go of this idea that I had to like, I don't know, figure out if I want kids or not, which by the way, I realized was mostly due to my own guilt of not giving my mom grandchildren because my mom wants grandchildren so much because she fucking guilts me so much. Seriously, I was like, oh my God, like I cannot have kids because my mom, because I feel bad for my mom. Like that's a terrible reason to have children. But anyways, but once I like, once I really realized that and like let that go, all of a sudden my life exploded with a bunch of adult babies <laughs> mm. and I feel I mean and don't get me wrong like it's hard raising adult babies right like you know like ushering and guiding you know like full-grown adults into yeah, one know, here myself <laughs> right right like moving through your our traumas and you know and, and all that stuff you know it's hard work but also it's it's so fulfilling and yeah I'll never know what it's like to breastfeed a kid probably. And I may not know what it's actually like to have a mini me running around. I mean, that'd be pretty tight, but also at the same time, like I feel so happy and content and fulfilled, like knowing that I am raising, you know, like the adult babies who are going to raise the next generation of babies who are going to be like raised by like these like conscious fucking abundant minded adults like you, Aaron, right? Yeah. Like that's like, I'm like, I feel more than like impactful and in my purpose with that. And it's, and it's all, and it doesn't have to just look this one way. There are so many ways for us to make impact, for us to make a difference, for us to live a good, fulfilled, abundant, successful life. And the more we are open to all those possibilities, the more the universe it's like there, it's, it's in front of us constantly all the time. But a lot of times we don't see that abundance that's in front of us because we want it a certain way. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like going to a buffet and being like, but they don't have crab legs. I wanted crab legs, but there's literally 8 billion other things here. It's like, yeah, no, this is, this is all I wanted. And it's like, okay. I mean, so you're just going to starve. You're just going <laughs> to pout and complain until you get those crab legs. I mean, all right. Okay. I mean, shit, that sucks for you. <laughs> So I love that reference. I really love that reference. Yeah. The buffet reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really is like that. That's the whole thing. Like life is just, it really is. It's full of opportunity. And I think, you know, and, and again, depending on where you're at in your mindset, if you're deep in victim mindset, if you're deep in the triangle, which is, you know, language frameworks that I teach, if you're deep in victim mindset, if you're deep in, you know, feeling like there's no opportunities for, if you're deep in that mindset, yeah, it's going to be really hard for you to see that. Mm. I get it. Uh, but you got to start somewhere and you, you have to train it. It is a muscle. It, it, it's like, you got to exercise that every single day, knowing, believing, trusting that there is plenty of opportunity. And it's like, it's kind of like working out and trying to lose weight, you know, just because you eat clean for a week, and work out and lift weights for two weeks and you don't see results, you can't be like, fuck this shit, this doesn't work. Uh, your mindset is the same way, right? Like you have to do it for a long time. I mean, it may take you three, six months before you see any kind of improvement, but you have to hang in there, right? And you know, it's like, you might go on a, you know, I don't want to use the word diet, but like you might go on, you know, you might go on an, uh, a more, you know, a, you might go on a, a nutrition plan that's more conducive to helping you lose weight. And you might have cake one day, whatever, it's fine. Like, 
it's going to take a while and you're not going to get there any faster by being perfect and trying to hold yourself to a perfect standard either. So, you know, you just got to just trust the process and just keep, keep showing up every single day. You got to exercise those abundant abundance mindset muscles and just know that there's so many ways that opportunities can find you, whether it's in the form of jobs, whether it's in the form of money, whether it's in the form of relationships, partnerships, love, there's so many ways it can find you. And as soon as you let go of your grip and attachment around how it's supposed to look and, and your fear that you're not going to get it, like as cliche as it sounds, that is when it finds you every single time. It's like the law of the universe. It's the law of energy. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And just like really quickly, going back to that attachment thing, you're not saying that attachment is bad, right? Or is attachment bad or does that depend is should there be no detachment or detachment like how does that work so so rather than saying attachment is bad yeah i will say that there is a difference between attachment and desire oh okay Okay. so there's nothing wrong with desire i desire all kinds of things desire for so much i desire for so so much for myself for my family for my clients for my life like i desire want so much And also at the same time, I do not attach myself to whether or not I get that and let that determine whether or not I did good, whether or not I'm successful, whether or not I'm happy. So for example, I may desire a thriving business that has, that brings plenty of resources to you know, pay multiple employees to afford the lifestyle that I want and so forth. However, I'm not going to attach myself to a specific dollar amount. I'm not going to attach myself. I mean, of course, like, yes, I have desires, right? Like I have desires. I have desires around numbers and all that, right? Like even with numbers, right? I may have desires around that, but I'm not going to be attached to it. That if I don't get it by a certain amount of time, that somehow I'm a failure and I'm not going to let it make me feel bad either. So I trust that that desire is there and I know that it will find me in some way, shape or form. And even if it never finds me in that exact number, I know that my desires, my needs are being met in some way, shape or form. And I'm open to see how it's being fulfilled in other ways. And so we also have to make that choice too. We also have to make that choice to see that it is in fact being fulfilled that desire is being fulfilled, even if it's not exactly in that attached way that we expected by a certain number or a certain dollar amount and so forth. Thank you for clarifying that. Definitely huge right there, especially the, yeah. the term desire in itself. So we're about to wrap up the podcast here. And I got two more questions for you, Lillian. Obviously, we've talked about abundance. We've talked about what it is. We've talked about scarcity. Is there one resource or practice or your go-to practice that you default to when it comes to understanding or trying to manifest abundance, especially, you know, when you, again, when that scarcity mindset kind of creeps in, mm-hmm. do you have a practice or a resource that you normally tend to default to? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's the motto. There's more where that came from. What is that? Six words. That's all I go back to. It's, to me, I really believe in efficiency, effectiveness. I really believe in keeping it super simple because I believe that that's what hits, it gets to the brain, creates that neural, you know, synapse connection right away. And then that's where the change happens, right? Because your thoughts shift your beliefs, or your, you know, your thoughts shift your feelings, shift your behaviors and so forth. So my go-to, the thing that I do is I remember 
there's more where that came from, mm-hmm. right? I mean, officially forever tatted on me now on my, on my hands as well, right? There's more where that came from. So whenever, when I got hit with that $5,000 dental bill, there's more where that came from. When my brother just called me, literally, it's funny, right? I, of course, I love how all the magic always finds me. My brother literally just called me an hour ago to tell me a situation about my parents. You know, my, my brother and I, I've been supporting my parents for many, many, many years now. And uh, my brother called me to tell me about something else. You know, he was basically like, hey, they're deep in credit card debt. I think we just need to pay this off because dad's been paying all this money and in interest every month. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't realize that. I was like, yeah, no, fuck that. We're not, because we're helping pay for the credit card bills, but we didn't realize until literally today, until my brother called me and he was like, you know that we're paying like over $100 on interest like every month? And I was like, what? I was like, no, fuck that shit. I'm not paying interest. Pay that shit in full. I'll zell you today. You know? And it's like, and like, even then it's like, literally I had that moment where I wanted to go to my old ways mm-hmm. and I want, and I wanted, I could feel it. It feels like it's like right in my chest. It feels like a little shrinking pity party. It feels like I want to feel sorry for myself. It feels like something inside of me is getting sucked away or something that's like dying inside. That's the feeling of scarcity. I felt it. I felt it creep in as soon as my brother said, hey, let's pay off this credit card. And I was like, all right, I'll sell you. Like, you know, Zelle maxes out of five. So I'll sell you five on Zelle. And then I'll send you the rest on Venmo. And if there's more whatever, I'll just wait a couple days and we'll send it to you next month. Whatever. Let's just fucking clear this shit. And as soon as I got off the phone, like I, I felt that little tiny little twinge of like pity, feeling sorry for myself and that scarcity. And right away, and I was like, that's fine. There's more where that came from. That's why I do this work. There's more where that came from. That's why I invest in myself. There's more where that came from. That's why I have my rituals. That's, there's more where that came from. That's why I'm constantly on the daily designing my life the way that I do. Because this is exactly when I wanna, what I want to be able to be ready for and not, and not let it stress me out. So always, there's more where that came from. And then you just back it up with gratitude. Mm, okay. So, so you lead with there's more where that came from, that belief, that motto, and then you back it up with gratitude. Right. So there's more where that there's more. So it looks like literally like this. There's more where that came from. And I'm grateful that I can get my parents out of credit card debt. There's more where that came from. And I'm grateful that I could just wire that money to my brother instantaneously right now without even thinking twice about it on top of all of my other bills and shit that I got going on too. There's more where that came from. And I'm so grateful that hopefully my dad will stop asking for money for a little while now once I pay off this credit card bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the key thing is the intention too, right? That it's, you're not saying there's more where that came from with negative outcomes. It's more so you providing that abundance. (laughs) Yeah. There's more where that came from. I can make that money back. And if they need it, I can do that too. And let's not get it twisted. I just got to say this just one time for the people that may not know. This is not about positive thinking. This is not about overriding with positive thoughts, okay? This is not me sending positive thoughts towards my parents or anything like that. This has nothing to do with positivity. This has literally everything to do with just belief, right? Like, it's just like, no, like, I'm not thinking positively. This is just what I believe. It's not about thinking positive or negative, right? I don't even want to look at it as like, oh, I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm thinking bad thoughts. It's like, no, this is just what I believe. Literally, objectively, there's more where that came from, period, full stop, right? And it's not about, there is no feeling attached to that. There is no feeling good or bad attached. It's like, that just is, that's what is. There is more where that came from, is. There is more where that came from, is. 
it's not let's think there's more where that came from or let's let's trust that it's like no there just there is that's what it is and gratitude is also different from positive thinking gratitude is an acknowledgement of what is as well it's an acknowledgement of what is it's an acknowledgement of what is available to you right now it is an acknowledgement of the goodness that there is right now in this moment it's not about positive thinking it's an acknowledgement to me gratitude is a practice and it's an acknowledgement of what is good right now and giving that the attention that it deserves so lots of little nuances here but this really helps us shift our mindset a lot quicker than thinking of it as like oh i just need to think positive or i just need to like you know just you know, stop thinking negative a lot of people will be like well just stop thinking negative just stop thinking that or just think positive just think positive it's like that's like the dumbest thing i've ever heard like i that means nothing <laughs> oh yeah okay <sighs> I, I really thank you for sharing that too because that's another big thing, right? Positive thinking. And I mean, that could be a whole topic in itself and how it differs from knowing what is. Absolutely. But Absolutely. yeah, lastly, where can we find you on social media? Where can we find more details about you and your work online? For example, let's say you have challenges, you offer these challenges or so, so people can get a taste of what you offer and taste of your magic. Where can they find you and where can they, I guess, talk to you or access, access to your material? Yeah. So I am seriously like doors always open. I'm very accessible, very easy to get a hold of. You can find me on, if you're on Instagram, you can find me at SoFitSF. I had another Instagram account at Meet Lillian So as well, but I kind of stopped using that because it started acting up last year. I mean, I still post on it, but um, at SoFitSF is the one that I, you know, really use to engage and connect with my clients and so forth. So slide through my DMs anytime over there. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Lillian So. It's the picture of me with the blue hair, not the pink hair. <laughs> and you can also email me. You can email me anytime, Lillian at MeetLillianSo.com. You can also visit my website site, you know, meetlillianso.com. So email me anytime, find me on Instagram. You can slide through my DMs. I am 100% uh, easily accessible. And oh shit, Aaron, we forgot to talk about my book. Pick up my book on Amazon. So Empowered, right? It's, it's called oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's called So Empowered. If you want to learn a little bit more about, you know, what I do with my clients, like that's a great way. It's a, it's a great first step down the Lillian rabbit hole. So you can also go and pick up my book. It's $2.99 on Kindle. So, you know, you can grab my book, So Empowered, you know, on Amazon. So just search me up, Google me. There, I have a YouTube channel. There's so many ways to get a hold of me and learn from me. It's just, just get on the internet. It is not that hard. <laughs> and for our listeners, again, I'll be posting all, all of Lillian's tags and links below. And yeah, for sure, check them out, especially if you want to see what this magic is and you, you want some of that smoke, go check it out. I, I highly recommend it. And Lillian, thank you so much for coming on. It's, it's always an honor and pleasure to have you on and to share your perspective and knowledge. Thanks for having me, Aaron. It's a great conversation. I love, love, love talking about all things abundance. So it was great. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube at First Generations Podcast. For any questions, comments, and inquiries, please reach out to Aaron at firstgenerationspodcast.com. That is A-A-R-O-N at firstgenerationspodcast.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>